Hi again, everybody. This is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We are the place where uh, people go to find out little tips and tricks about people who are most successful in their fields, people that are making big moves in whatever their niche is. And so we talk to everybody from athletes to business people to consultants um, to people that have just got a really cool idea and have been able to really push the envelope forward. So, um, so we always have a really great slate of uh, individuals that are coming on and today is going to be exactly one of those things again as well a couple of things just before we go in there um, we uh, have one of our uh, supporters jazz HR we just wanted to kind of remind people that um, there are kind of two sides to what's happening right now one is that um, some organizations are starting to ramp things back up again in order to do that they've got to find some uh, employees whether it's for temporary roles or something longer uh, if you are a small or medium-sized business and you need to be able to find a track system that will help you manage that, help you post things, help you be able to track things. Um, Jazz HR is, is a great opportunity for that. Um, so in, if you want to take a look at it, uh, just go to our website, which is www.bigideabigmoves.com. Um, and there will be a link there that you can uh, check it out and, and talk to them about whether it works for you. Um, the other side is, is that um, for a lot of individuals who maybe are out of work right now, or are maybe rethinking about what they want to do when they come back, um, Epitome HR is working on the other side of things to be able to help kind of move people forward. And um, if you are looking to be able to get a job over the next little while, they have some career coaching packages that they've put together. And this is uh, everything from helping you with your LinkedIn profile, helping you with your resume. Uh, they're the organization that companies go to about how to do things from their talent acquisition groups. Um, so they can give you some secrets and tics, uh, tips and, and tricks about um, how to be able to get through some of that process. So um, you'll see, I think, in the podcast as well, in the show notes, you'll see the link there. But um, you know, again, it's www.bigideabigmoves.com and you can uh, take a look at the information there. Okay, so we've went through that stuff. And uh, again, really happy to have our guest today. Um, so Monica Kreshmer is the uh, founder and CEO of Universal Women's Network, Women of Inspiration Awards, the Nest Foundation and Support Her. So lots of cool things we're going to touch on today. Um, she's built a really recognizable brand for herself and her organizations. She's spearheaded partnerships to do so with government agencies, nonprofits, venture capitalists, a lot of other organizations. Her Women of Inspiration Awards has recognized over 700 women, so that's fantastic. And she herself has been recognized as a 2019 um, Business in Calgary leader, a United Nations Women's Initiative Award recipient, and is a sought-after speaker and guest panelist herself. Um, she's been on conferences and podcasts across North America. So, um, so thanks very much for taking the time, Monica. We, uh, we love having you on today. Well, thank you so much. I absolutely love the name of your show, The Big yeah. Ideas. Like, oh my God, we're so aligned <laughs> yeah. right out of the gate. Uh, so thank you for having me a part of your show. No problem. Um, you know, we love having people with um, the, the kind of initiative and background that you have, because I think people really take a lot away from it. And that's our big thing is, is to try to make sure we get some value. But one of the things is also um, to, to look at your, your kind of journey to get where you are today a little bit. Um, when we talk to other entrepreneurs, especially, um, there's usually some kind of, you know, driving force around, you know, why did you take the path that you did to get here? And is that for you? Is this something that you've always wanted to do? Is there something Thing that really pushed you um, to, to build the things you've built over the last little while? 
So absolutely, I agree with you. I think that everybody that has built something that is um, achieving success does so um, because they have a bigger purpose. And especially entrepreneurs, it is not the uh, chosen profession if you want a nine to five job, uh, instant instant income uh it is you know there's unicorns out there but you definitely have got to have a passion and a drive that is relentless you've got to be a risk taker and it's got to be led by something bigger than you so yes i do have that and i you know my story starts in 2007 when i uh, i left uh, my marriage of 15 months with my seven month old baby and, you know, I suddenly became a single mom overnight, um, homeless. I, and, and, you know, I knew what the walls of the woman's shelter looked like. So, you know, I went from having, I was, you know, still a flight attendant at WestJet. So I always say that I started my speaking career um, at WestJet yeah. um, to, you know, always wanting to be thinking I would have this baby and would go back to my interior design and still fly and do all this other stuff because I always think there's lots of room on your plate to, to feel full of interesting things. Yeah. So my world completely turned upside down. And at that time I, I went from, okay, so I've got this, you know, marriage, I've got this baby and I, what do I want life to look like? And I was going to actually restart my interior design business and, and go through there. And that came to a halt overnight when I left my situation and my marriage, because then I switched gears and it was just about survival. And that period, which I now refer to as my seven year journey, lasted seven years. Uh, that was the hardest part, not leaving, not why I left, but it was the seven year journey that I took, which was 4,800 hours of litigation. Uh, 56 court appearances plus all the way to the Supreme court and a 22 day trial for family law. So that <laughs> really, wow. uh, I felt like I was tested for a bigger purpose. Well, and, and how, um, how'd you get through that? I mean, that is such a huge, uh, you know, you have to be able to stick to it through that too, because I'm sure there were times where you were doubting what you were doing by, you know, staying with it to be honest with you, I had no choice. Once you get into the justice system and mark my words, that's another thing I want to tackle. It's on the list is <laughs> when you get into the justice system and somebody wants to tear you down, break you down, you have absolutely zero way of getting out. It's like, we're not done with you yet. You're back in. So you have to defend yourself. And, you know, part of my story is that I was so fortunate enough to find one woman who believed in me, one woman that said, I will, I believe in what you're doing and I, what you're, what's happening to you is wrong. Everybody else wanted to want to run away. They saw what I was faced with and they're like, nope, not touching it with a 10 foot pole. But I had one woman that said, I see that you need help. And she said, I will help you. And that ended up being a very significant relationship that lasted all that time. And, you know, through the 22 days of trial to the 4,800 hours in court and then some, and she became actually my reason for starting universe, uh, sorry, woman of inspiration awards. Yeah. Well, and, and so how do you translate that now? Because that, that resiliency that, you know, that built in you 
and also the importance of having support through that. How do you translate that into all of the things that you do right now? Because that must be a huge part of being able to connect with the women that you're connecting with in, in the different functions that you have right now. And that's a great question. I mean, I have been doing podcasts right throughout COVID and I yeah. said, COVID, eh. You know, that's not the biggest challenge I've ever been through. And I just looked at it as another opportunity to solve a problem. And so I've been really good at solving problems and really taking, you know, okay, taking the situation right in front of me and then going, okay, whatever I'm feeling in this moment is not going to serve me by getting stuck. I've got to be quick and resourceful and, and, and keep on my feet um, and figure out a solution around it. Think about reaching ahead. What do I want my goal to be at the end? How does that feel? How does that look? And focus on the positive. I've always remained rarely focused, always focused on the positive. doesn't mean that I don't feel the challenge, everything that I'm going through. And that's, I think, part of the resilience piece. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, resilience is not what happened to you. Resilience is what you do with what happened to you because I truly believe that the adversity that I've been through has been a great gift. And so every time something bad would happen, I'm like, thank you. There's another book. There's another chapter in my book. Like, honestly, I, I can't say that my life would be um, the same if this didn't happen to me. I, I think that I was led by purpose. I believe very strongly that you have to be aware of the breadcrumbs and, and the signs all the way around you and really pay attention. Um, and, you know, if something's gnawing at you, it's for a reason and act on it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that, that um, there are a lot of people probably right now who maybe haven't been what, through what you have in the past that feel like this is their big, you know, obstacle to get past, that maybe they have lost their job. Maybe they have felt that they were on a certain path and suddenly that has been turned upside down. Um, you know, how, what would you say to them knowing that, you know, you've been through kind of what you've been through? So this is how I would work through absolutely everything. And number one, I visualize a lot. I, I visualize my outcome and then I work and I, just kind of build around it. So like that car in headlights thing. You can only see the first, what, 100 feet ahead of you. And you know that you're going to Vancouver and you're in Calgary. And you only know that you see about that road ahead of you. But you know that you're going to eventually make it to Vancouver. So just put it in overdrive and deal with it, right? So just kind of focus on the immediate task, but know that that's leading you to the bigger destination. And know that the doors that are opening are sometimes blessings in disguise. So when I started, um, so when I saw light at the end of my tunnel at 2007, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, 2014, that was seven years after. Yep. Right. I, you know, literally I'm like, it was a get out of jail card because I, I signed a document that said I couldn't be sued for eight months. So I'm like, okay, I don't need any more time wasted. I've got to get my life back on track. I've got to start rebuilding my life for myself, for my son. So I launched what was then um, Canadian Business Chicks, my mm -hmm. first company um, that I founded. And then yeah. I knew that I would have to, you know, rebuild. I think I always refer to it as um, a part of the bigger picture. Think of it as a spool of thread, right? Everybody that you've ever met in your life are there for a certain reason or a purpose. And sometimes we don't know about the situation or the purpose or the, the reason for it until maybe 10 years, five years, 10 years, 20 years later. But in my case, 
it became very clear that my path was all very connected. Every bump, every turn, every challenge led me to the next, the people that were in my life. Um, yep. So I always, you know, I chop off a little string with a business card at every event. And I have people think about the power of connection and yep. your experiences that everything that you go through, whether it's good or bad, it's all connected to your bigger purpose. Now, going along with that, you have probably, as you've went through all of the events that you go through, all of the people that you've met through your awards and all those things, um, some pretty inspirational people, I'm sure. Um, can you think of a specific connection or a couple of inspirational people that you think you've met that really impacted you in particular, aside from the one you already talked about, because obviously that's one, but over the last little while, is there one or two people that you think have really impacted you that you've met? Oh gosh. You know, I have to say that I meet them every single day and I built woman of inspiration because I truly believe that every woman has value um, and brings something special to the table. So you know, I wouldn't say that one particular person stands yeah. out because I meet so many. And I think over the seven, over the going on now six years, I've interviewed all 700 of those women. I've, I've, I've read their stories. Um, a lot of it's not public. And some of these women are sharing their stories and their challenges for the first time. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I know like that's inspiring to me. Like I sit back and go, wow, like I, it just fuels me up. So I wouldn't say that there's one, I say they all inspire me. And I, you know, really see my, I see a piece of me in each and every one of these women and I can relate to them, right? All our journeys are completely different, but how it affects us and how it actually builds us and grows us is really all the same. Yeah. Now, one thing that has come out of what's happening right now is there's this discussion a little bit about there's, there's been a lot of movement in kind of, you know, women in leadership, women in business and, and promoting those things and boosting it. There is a lot of discussion now around making sure that that doesn't slide because of, you know, having to kind of rush back into the workforce. Do you, do you see anything like that? Do you have any concerns from that end? Absolutely. I, you know, when COVID hit, I was right, you know, I did not give up. I, I remember having my weekly uh, talks and I everybody would be asking me, so what words of advice would you give? And I'm like, keep your foot on the gas. This is a time for growth and there's a time for opportunity. And yes, it's going to be hard, but do not stop. Keep yourself present. And I myself maintained, I reached out to probably to about mm, 300 to 400 people on the light side a week because I wanted to build relationships. I thought this is a great time to build relationships. So I kind of put the revenue model aside mm -hmm. and I switched gears on building relationships through that. And I, that was one thing that was really, really important for me. And what I noticed was everybody was panicking over COVID. Well, yeah. being in my mindset of survival mode, I'm like, okay, got that ball, but we can still move on. So I was able to really, I, I I've developed quite a technique for being able to manage all of that and still take in what I need to take in, not drop the ball and move on. I've become very good at that. So I just kind of instantly went into that mode um, in the beginning of COVID. And what I saw was that, you know, nobody was talking about the importance of women in the leadership roles, yeah. um, the diversity and the inclusiveness. None of that was starting. So what did I do? I kept on doing that. I'm like, now we need to recognize women even more. Mm -hmm. Look at how hard they're working. Now yeah. we need to foot on the gas pedal and talk about what you're doing for your diversity and your inclusiveness programs. Yeah. So 
I power through on, on those messages straight through. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to see kind of what's happening from especially the broader kind of diversity discussion that's happening right now. And, um, and, and in some ways that, that may kind of help ensure that when, when businesses come back, some that are, you know, slowly kind of bringing their people back or they're out hiring, um, it is interesting to see, you know, how important it is to have these messages out there, but also make sure it's systemically changing as we bring things back rather than it being going back to old habits, I guess, to build. Well, something that was really um, consistent with any of the interviews that I had. So I did, you know, myself, I had a woman of inspiration podcast. I think I did over 35 podcasts. Yeah. And then we did weekly virtual series where I interviewed, you know, corporations and entrepreneurs and the likes. But one thing that was very consistent when I asked them about their leadership and if that had changed or altered and every single person said at the top of their list, it was about looking after their people. People became, well, it's always really important, but the mental health and well-being of their people in their companies, um, communicating with their people, building the relationships with their team members. So I think that actually, even though we weren't talking about diversity and inclusiveness, we were still working through and, and really what COVID did is it really meshed people with values where they said, I know exactly the challenges that my, um, my employees are facing right now because I had the opportunity to see them in their home environment. Yeah. And once they'd have the camera on, sometimes they wouldn't, right? We did weekly check-ins, checked in their mental health. That wasn't been done before. So I think companies have the opportunity with their leadership teams to really connect on a personal level with those in their companies and really get down to sort of authentic relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I think what you could see really quickly is that um, through COVID, good leadership was going to come through. There was no you know, just float through leadership. Because if you had that, those organizations weren't able to move forward and some of them probably won't survive after this. The ones that had good leaders really focused on these things and focused on their people and being able to get through that, um, you know, you either had a focus on good leadership or nothing. There was no in between. So one of the things that, that you worked on a lot um, has been kind of how do, you, how do you move forward this movement at the same time as being able to connect with um, and, and bring men into being allies and being kind of those um, um, people that advocate for this change as well. And, um, you know, tell us a bit about how you've done that and, and how do you see the role there for, for some men knowing this is the right thing to do? How do they help kind of push that forward with um, the women in your groups as well? Well, I thank you, Jamie. I think this is probably one of the biggest discussions. I think, you know, being a leader of a woman's organization, I'm a massive advocate for women. I, you know, as a single mom to a now 13, almost 14 week, 14 year old in a week um, boy, as I was building my business, he would watch me go out there and champion for women. Great job, mom. Great job, mom. But I always kind of went down the driveway and going, what about him? Like, yeah. where does he know his place to support me and how important it is that if I didn't have his support, it would wreck me for the day. Right. If you know, so we're, and I, so he's what really sparked me to sort of say, let's elevate the men that are champions for women. Let's elevate them. And, and this came to head in 2018. I remember it specifically because it was the height of the me too movement and the movement was 
amazing. What it did for women was super, super impactful. Now, the flip side of that was that all men were being painted with the same brushstroke. And we know to be true, just like yourself, we've got dads who are, you know, they've got fathers and, you know, mentors who have helped, you know, women get into these leadership roles because they want to help and support women and advance them. But it was really hard because men all of a sudden didn't want to get into a situation where it can be interpreted. They got really kind of walking on eggshells. And I think that was kind of something that stepped everybody back a little bit. So I want, I saw that it was a great opportunity then at the height of that mm -hmm. to launch support her, which is to elevate the men that were champions for women and their networks, workplaces and communities. Because once you're a champion for women, you don't kind of, you know, be a champion to your family and your wife and your kids at home and then drive to the office and then turn off that hat and go, nope, it's all about me. You don't. I just think that men just need a little extra help on how to jump in and what they could do to help and support the women in their networks at work. So um, maybe you could give some, so what are some tips? I, I, it's funny, I asked almost the same question to Kirsten Stewart a while ago and, and she was kind of just talking about, you know what, if you're going to, um, going to go to this lunch or this meeting or whatever, don't hesitate to invite the other person along and that, you know, you have to get past that mind block about the worry. And, and so, um, so what, what are some of the things that you recommend to the people that, that you bring into that kind of advocacy? Okay. Well, firstly, I just want to say when I was going to launch support her, I vividly remember some of my advisors saying, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure? Wouldn't that be like suicide? And I'm like, absolutely. This is totally the right time. And it earned the respect of, women in high leadership roles. They're like, thank you. I was feeling very uncomfortable not being able to celebrate the men that are, have really helped to get me here. And so when I talk to the men and honestly, there's so many men going, how can we help and support? There's some things that everybody can do. And I'm going to use LinkedIn as a really great example. So everyone, it's, uh, sometimes I look at it like double Dutch. Where do I jump in? Right? If you're yeah. not like, when this thing, it's like, okay, wait for your turn. Just jump in and do it. You know, if you see an interesting article or you want to share your opinion, first and foremost, I, I, I just want to say I've been, you know, celebrating, um, you know, for women of inspiration and doing a lot of posts on the things that I've been doing. And what I've started doing is, you know, just really commenting. Somebody shares the entire post. It takes exactly less than 30 seconds to share the post on your page. What are you doing? You're elevating a woman right then and there, right? You're not even leaving your office. You're not disrupting your day. You, there's no great big heavy thing except that you're validating her opinion and you're willing to share it in your network. Wow. Like I'm going to say that is huge comment on something. If some is, if a woman is being, um, has a great opinion on something and you're really interested in what it is she have to say, comment on it. You know, those visible, being a visible champion of women is huge. As a, as a, as a leader in organizations, you set the tone for your entire company. It's almost like drinking the Kool-Aid. You start making comments, you start showing your support. You don't need to have these great big complicated manuals. People will follow. Honestly, it's, it's, magic what happens because people will start to follow your lead and then they'll do it's it just trickles down the ripple effect is huge but that's one is just by um you know really showing your visible support for women is really important and that you can do in your your networks 
very visibly, very easily. Yeah. Um, that's the first step. Um, the next step is again to invite. Uh, I would, I really, really suggest that key contacts are really important things. So, you know, in 2017, they have a roundtable between Canada and the U.S. And probably one of the five top barriers were, you know, mentorship, access to capital, um, building key uh, relationships. Um, you know, kind of the role models, you know, having proper role models yeah. and uh, number five is escaping me, but the key contacts is coming up. So ensuring that that woman has access to an introduction to another person is super important. And I can't tell you how many times that I have been so incredibly grateful to someone for introducing me to someone that would elevate or believe in my cause or be able to open up another door for me. Yeah. That would be a good conversation for me to have in my network. And I can't tell you how many times that alone has been game changing, right? But it's, that's what men can do. And, and men have these wonderful networks and yeah. by all means, introduce them to that woman that helps her more than anything. And it can be done virtually, literally without leaving your office. It would yeah. take five minutes, a quick email, or again, use LinkedIn, right? Yep. They can see what they're all about. You're like intro, intro. Hey, Monica's got some great stuff. She's building a wonderful, um, she's looking for keep strategic partnerships. Just saying, yep. Yep. you know, introduce them. Yep. And, and that does come back. But again, then you're a visible champion and supporter. Well, and it's this whole thing of being simple, um, not being this big, huge program that I think people worry about it being sometimes. It's more about what they might normally do, but being maybe a little more intentional about opening doors in a different way than they might have before. I, I think that's, that's great, and especially the, the LinkedIn examples, I think, are, are great ones that people will see that how easy it is to be able to do some of these things. So. Well, just because I know this one's going to be played on LinkedIn, I thought that would be especially helpful. Yeah. And yeah. I, like I said, Jamie, I have lots and lots of tools and resources. We have a corporate program. And, you know, so I'd be happy to talk to some people and, and do a discovery call with them. So Absolutely. I've got more at my sleeve, but that I think would be really actionable takeaways that every single person can take advantage of. Yeah, very cool. Um, so, you know, one of the other things that um, uh, is sometimes it, it, there's, it's surprising when you're going through and you're being an entrepreneur yourself and, and there are things that come up or, or things that, um, you know, you just didn't anticipate before. Uh, I ask most entrepreneurs, is there something about, building your own business that surprised you or, or took you off guard as, uh, as you were building your, uh, your business? Oh gosh, that's a loaded question. I got to say that, you know, that's, that's a pause moment because I think every day yeah. really is, is a changing environment. I think that I, I think my adversity really prepared me well for that because I always had to juggle something that was uncertain and I think that that, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be ready for. It's like, okay, you can't get all bent out of shape and wrapped around, you know, this curveball because they're coming left and right. You're going to have to pivot, 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 pivot. Yeah. And it's just the way it grows. And, you know, innovation is cool. So I think I always um, change my, I embrace innovation. I embrace change. And so for me, I've just been really rolling with it. There's nothing really that surprised me except that I've been embracing change and innovation. Yeah. And really, you know, I think most find that it's just how much, 
how much of that happens. If there's any surprise to anybody, it's that there is no steady state in, in anything from that end. I, I talked to somebody just last week and he said, I just, I really, it surprised me that I would also be fixing the toilet in my office and I would be this and, you know, having to do kind of all of these things that I have never done before, but I figured out how to do it. I had, I had to figure out how to do different pieces of social media because that's just, there was nobody else to do that part at the time. So I built it. And um, I think a lot of times it's just, yeah, how agile can you be to be able to, to be able to tackle that, I guess. So I, I want to share something that's really important for people as they pivot and trying to learn the tasks. I think that, so, you know, when you mentioned that somebody had to learn social media, yeah. that's to your advantage that, you know, because Absolutely. it's your voice, it's your company, it's your brand. Yeah. It's so important. It's not, I know so many people that have no idea what's being posted. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't even know how it's being done. And sorry, it's transparent, right? You have to be involved. Yeah. Especially when it's your brand, uh, especially yeah. when your brand, brand is so close to yourself. So, yeah. um, so one thing we ask every, every guest that we have is if, um, you know, let's say there's a, in your case, let's say there's a young woman out there who's listening to this thinking, wow, you know, the, I, this really inspires me to either start my own business or to really kind of dig in and, and, you know, do more of what I want to be able to do. Um, are there a couple of things that right after listening to this, what would be a couple of steps that you would recommend them do um, to get themselves started on that path? So first and foremost, I think a network is incredibly important. And um, you know, I hear from everybody, you know, geez, but I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm, you know, or I'm at that level. I, you know what, again, build your network is super, super key. Um, no matter how old you are, no matter what skills you have, human capital is probably the most important thing that you can ever, ever build. And you can start doing it anytime. And if you haven't put um, your time and effort into that, um, start doing it now and you know learn and grow from each other and be involved in networks that's why i built the universal women's network and we're launching all sorts of stuff like a women's own certification like we've got oodles and oodles of stuff so you know dive in start building relationships volunteer to see how you can learn something even you know before you make those decisions that you know because it, it might change it might evolve and uh, and leads me to my next little bit is is how do people access all those things? How do they connect with you and how do they connect in with the different materials? And if they have other questions, how do they do that? So again, I guess we're, um, you know, I make myself very available. So you can contact me through LinkedIn. I'm not going to say that all the time. I'm the quickest at getting back and accepting <laughs> that, but follow the posts comment on the posts and I for sure will, you'll flag my attention right away. Yeah. Um, but our website is the universal We have a subscribe button. We have a weekly newsletter that we send out. So if you want to learn more about everything that we're doing and we're launching, like I said, some new exciting programs to really support women owned, women led businesses, including a certification process, uh, certification program which is game changing so uh, i have lots of information lots of new stuff coming up and i think the newsletter is the really great choice or just poke around i'm and uh, send me a note on linkedin um check out our website subscribe for uh, the newsletter 
Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you very much for everything. I mean, you've given some great material today and uh, we'll make sure in the show notes so that everybody has it as well. We'll have all those links. So uh, we'll make it nice and easy to make sure that we uh, can get everybody to connect with Monica. Um, the other side is if you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that on the podcast when you're there right now. Um, we have amazing guests on an ongoing basis and you'll be the first to hear about it when you go on there as well. Um, the other thing is uh, go to the website. Uh, again, that's uh, www www.bigideabigmoves.com. Look at any of the past episodes. There's uh, lots of great content in there. There's uh, um, some that you should definitely delve into. And uh, otherwise, um, again, thanks to uh, Monica for joining us today. And we'll uh, see everybody again on Big Idea, Big Moves. Thank you so much, Jamie. 